0: IT'S CHRISTMAS! Well, tonight, thank God, it's
1: Instead
0: of you Oh, Christmas Day, my ass! I'm driving home for Christmas Oh, I can't wait to see those faces Christmas to you and all.
1: Well here we are in January again, the furthest away from the most wonderful time of the year. But as much as the dark bleak return to work, and the dark bleak weather, and the dark bleak lack of a Christmas tree in my house is getting to me, I'm determined to keep some seasonal buzz in my heart. As Dickens said of Scrooge, we must keep Christmas in our hearts all the year. So the podcast continues, this month I'll be sticking with the wintry weather for some British covers of Baby It's Cold Outside, discussing a Christmas episode of a classic sketch show called The Fast Show, and going back to the Christmas at Wartime book to look at soldiers' experience of Christmas during World War II. Let's mix things up for the first episode of 2023 and begin with the music, as it's a little bit cold outside. And Baby It's Cold Outside is a classic duet written in 1944 by Frank Loesser, a songwriter who worked on musicals such as Guys and Dolls. It was written by Loesser for him and his wife to sing at their housewarming party as an end-of-night finale. And then it got them invited to all sorts of parties, and in 1948 he sold the rights to MGM for an appearance in a film called Neptune's Daughter. The film was a big hit and the song won him an Academy Award for Best Original Song. The song itself has no real Christmas connection if you drill into the lyrics, but of course the winter setting has lent itself to a festive performance. There have been many versions of this in film, television, on records and live over the years, from huge to small performers, including the likes of Ray Charles, Bette Midler, Zooey Chanel, Christina Aguilera and Barry Manilow. Of course many of you will have heard some of the controversy over the song in recent years, with a small minority decrying the apparent implication of the male character in the call and response song, being pushy or forceful, potentially even harassing. But this has been disproved pretty swiftly as the song clearly involves a female character who wants to stay longer with the man, but the social norms of the 40s means they can't outright state this, so the song became a flirtatious back and forth. So ignore that nonsense and let's get to the British covers for that's what Merry Britsmas is all about. And this was actually harder than I thought at first due to the dual nature meaning most covers have a non-British half. But half is good for me, so some of these have a British performer, alongside an international one. Let's start with the earliest i found, which is actually an instrumental from Ted Heath, a musician and big band leader from London. He recorded more than 100 albums with his band post-war, playing trombone and leading the group. He was inspired to do so after meeting Glenn Miller, talking to him about it and hoping to emulate his style and precision. The group were Ted Heath and His Music, formed with help from the BBC. They followed the American style with a big horn section and brassy sound, and quickly became popular with the British public. They performed all over the country and even played twice for King George VI. He also toured America in the 50s befriending and playing with Nat King Cole, including a show at Carnegie Hall that had so many encores that Cole had to go on stage to ask the audience to leave. He worked with so many names I can't mention them all but they included Ella Fitzgerald, Lena Horne, Count Basie, Tony Bennett and Mel Torme. But back to our seasonal song. I had to talk about this interesting man first or I only just discovered. In 66 he worked with Edmundo Ross, a Trinidad born musician who made a career in Britain leading a Latin American band. The pair did a number of songs together, including this super fun cover of Baby It's Cold Outside. A legendary pair of artists covered the song in 2004 for an album called Stardust, The Great American Songbook. The male counterpart was British rock and pop legend Rod Stewart. He originally started in the Jeff Beck group and The Faces before breaking out as a solo artist with hits like Maggie Mae and Sailing. He's released a stonking 32 albums, including a festive one in 2012. But this one comes from the album full of non-Christmas covers and features none other than the wonderful Dolly Parton.
0: Your hands, they just like my ice. mother will start to worry, And, and my hurry. father will be pacing the floor. Just door. listen to that fireplace. Now, really, I'd better squid heart. Watch your heart. Well, maybe just a half a day. Why trip don't more. you put some records on All the board. neighbors might. Baby it's bad out there Say what's in this drink? No to be high.
1: The next cover is from a Canadian singer Lennon Stella and a British male singer called Barnes Courtney who fronted an indie band called Sleeper Cell before becoming a solo performer. He released this cover for a compilation album called Christmas Rules in 2017. Been been hoping that you'd so drop in, night.
0: I'll hold your hand just like my beautiful what's your hurry? Just doors. listen to the fireplace robot. Sweetheart, what's your hurry? Put some more. records on while I the pour. it. Baby cold out there. Say there have be head out there. I wish I knew Your eyes are like starlight. I'll take your hat, your hair looks swell. I to say no, no, no Mind sure. if I'm moving closer. What's well, the sense in hurting my pride? Really Baby, stay. don't hold out. Baby, it's but it's cold outside. outside.
1: The next cover is from a wonderfully quirky British performer called Paloma Faith, who has a really unique voice. She released five successful records and had hits such as Stone Cold Sober. She also was a judge on the UK version of The Voice, and in 2018 she released a cover of this wintry song with her bandmate BB Bones, who sadly passed away from a terminal illness last year in 2022.
0: Say no, 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 sir. If I move in At least I'm gonna say that I tried What's the sense of hurt in my pride. I really can't oh, stay. Baby don't hold out. Oh, baby, but it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside. Frosty. I simply must go. But baby, it's cold outside. I said the answer is no
1: but I've saved the best till last, at least in my opinion. Tom Jones is a legendary Welsh singer whose deep voice has made him a sex symbol ever since the 60s. Hits such as It's Not Unusual, What's New Pussycat, and the bond theme Thunderball have made him a legend. He also found a new generation of fans by joining previous artist Paloma Faith as a judge on The Voice. He hasn't actually released any festive albums, which surprises me. I think a Tom Jones Christmas album would be a brilliant idea. But he did record a cover of Baby It's Cold Outside in 99. With another British artist, Keris Matthews, a Welsh singer who was in a great indie band called Catatonia, their combined voices helped the song hit number 17 on the charts. But it's one of those appearing on festive radio or music shows here in the UK in December, and the video is well worth a watch with some devilish design. And I'll put a link in the notes.
0: Beautiful, please don't hurt Maybe just a half Why a don't you more. put some records on while I pour The Oh baby, it's bad out there Say what's in this street. there's no caps to be had out there I wish I knew how Your eyes are like starlight To break I'll take your hat Your hair looks I swell I'll say no the At most. least there will be. Ooh, that I tried. What's the sound hurting my heart? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. I'm. Oh,
1: sharing excerpts from a book called Christmas at War by Caroline Taggart which takes accounts of people from all sorts of backgrounds sharing their experience of life in the UK and on the front line during World War II. I've shared sections on presents, decorations and all sorts. I only have a couple of chapters yet to share but would advise you seek it out if you like history and Christmas. This chapter I'm going to take accounts all about the soldiers' experience as most of the accounts so far have been civilians. So how did the soldiers fare during the holidays in these bleak years? Unfortunately, there was no chance of a Christmas truce like in 1914 in the First World War. This war just raged on regardless. In fact, on Christmas Day 1940, a German warship attacked a convoy of merchants. The Battle of the Bulge in December took place over Christmas 1944, with major surges on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. A picture captured of this battle shows a soldier sitting alone in a trench with a mug of something hot, and the caption, to provide a seasonal atmosphere. He's arranged his greeting cards from home on the edge of the trench. But on the anti-aircraft cruiser Cairo stationed in Scotland, though there was no shore leave, there were celebrations of a sort as described here. A concert party had been in rehearsal for some time. Demands for public shows could not be ignored. A captured German passenger liner became a temporary Christmas recreation ship. Several performances of the pantomime Woes of Simbad were staged to packed houses. London's able sailors, as a trio of comedy hula-hula girls, brought the house down every performance. We also got an insight into the celebration of the RAF with Robert Tuck writing about Christmas Day in 1940, while stationed in Norfolk. All morning the squadrons were at readiness and in the afternoon they flew some patrols. And in the evening the service tradition of the officers waiting upon the men at dinner table was observed. And then of course, there was a general beer up in which rank was eliminated and the airmen exchanged tunics with pilots. Hillman made a weird Cinderella, having made his swap with the Corporal. Tuck's tunic came down halfway to his knees, but it couldn't be buttoned across the bulky chest of the Cockney. Jumping to North Africa, Dan was with the Royal Horse Artillery and tells of Christmas here in 1942. Although we worked hard, we played hard, and got up to all sorts of things to keep people amused. We held race meetings and dog shows, we used to go duck shooting but didn't have much luck. Once I did shoot what I thought was some sort of goose and gave it to the sergeant for Christmas. The flesh turned out black and it proved to be a buzzard. We spent Christmas at Timimi in Libya and of course this was the occasion when officers are entertained by sergeants. I remember one of my sergeants grew mixing a noxious drink of whiskey, gin and crème de menthe in a half pint glass and giving it to Colonel Darling of the rifle brigade who drank it and said, ''That's nice, I'll have another one of these.'' He may have passed out on his return to his tent, but became a bit of a folk hero to us. And finally back to Europe in Rome and on Christmas 1944 with the Allied Force headquarters, where Lucy describes the celebrations. Decorating the room was of course quite a job, but we managed to make it look attractive. The Troops had their Christmas dinner there, as it was the largest room in the building, canteen being too small to accommodate everyone at once. Two or three officers cooked the mess breakfast on Christmas Day and we enjoyed this. All the batmen came and had tea and chatted, and the atmosphere became cheery in the morning. After breakfast there was a fancy dress football match, for which various articles of feminine attire were begged and borrowed. It was very funny, and I believe Doc went as Julius Caesar. The dinner was a great success, and accompanied by the usual greeting, a band playing, and sprigs of mistletoe. The officers, of course, did the waiting. There was an all ranks dance that evening in the village, to which most of us repaired for a time and when an inordinate amount of white wine and vermouth was consumed, and a thoroughly good time was had by all. Our TV special this month is a little bit different. I saw it again on TV in December and remembered how brilliant it was. However, it's not quite a full story as the stuff I usually discuss and share. Instead, it's a sketch show called The Fast Show, Conceived by Paul Whitehouse and Charlie Higson, who began stockpiling ideas for sketches, characters, and catchphrases in the early 90s. The show started in 1994 on the BBC, with a cast including the two comedians mentioned, as well as John Thompson, Simon Day, Mark Williams, probably best known as Arthur Weasley nowadays, Arabella Weir, and Carolina Hearn, who was also the daughter Denise in the Royal Family, covered back at the start of Mary Britsmus, who sadly passed away in 2016. The show consists of fast-paced short sketches with repeating characters. It ran for four seasons till 1997 and included a Christmas special on 27th December 1996. It also spawned a touring live show, retrospective shows interviewing the cast and a brief return for some shorts celebrating 50 years of the BBC. It was one of my favourite comedy shows growing up, especially as I was allowed to watch it by my dad even though I was probably a bit too young. I won't cover every sketch as there's a lot across the 40 minute runtime but I'll mention some of the funnier seasonal ones. And the Christmas special starts with a country bumpkin character called Jesse, who is always shown coming out of his shed, expressing what he's been doing this week, and it's suitably and horribly seasonal. This week, I have been mostly eating holly. <laughs> Then we have the character of the competitive dad, who feels it's time for a vote on who bought the best Christmas presents. So you really thought, did you, that a pair of socks, some bath salts
0: and a pop record were better than an expensive compass, D.E. Smith's winter collection and a brand new cricket bat inscribed by the entire England 11? Is
1: the thought that
0: I Yes, dear. And a lot of thought went into my presents. I
1: like my CD. It's better than a useless compass.
0: Really? And tell me, young man, if you were stranded at the base of a tour in Northumbria, with the rain sleeting down, freezing cold, would you look to your pop CD to guide you home? I think not.
1: Actually, I oh, the video Toby gave me.
0: Well, I'm sorry, Peter, we've already taken a vote on Toby's presents. You should have put your hand up earlier on. Now, your presents are much less expensive than mine, therefore they can't be anywhere near as good.
1: We then hear from Roy and Renee, a northern couple, with Roy as the submissive, echoing husband to the dominant Renee, who gets annoyed when he says the wrong thing.
0: Roy? Roy it's no good getting a turkey. You're fed up of it by a Boxing Day. I said to Roy, it's no good getting a turkey. You're fed up of it by a Boxing Day. What did I say, Roy? It's
1: no good getting a turkey.
0: You're fed up of it by a Boxing Day. I'm accusing Marxist. How long was I stood there?
1: 40 minutes.
0: You know it was 45 minutes, Roy. What are you trying to show me up for in front of your mother?
1: One of the most memorable sketches is Ken and Kenneth, two tailors, also known as the Suits You Sir duo. They are two men who bombard somebody, in this case a random man as carolers, with innuendo.
0: Doesn't get any better than that, sir, does it, sir? Oh,
1: suit you, sir. I beg your pardon. Good King
0: Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen as the snow lay round about, deep and crisp and even. Oh, deep and crisp and even, sir, suit you. <laughs> you. Experiment with food, sir. Why don't you two merrily on high? In heaven the bells are ringing. Will you be dinging and donging merrily on high tonight, sir? Will you be ringing your wife's bell, sir? Will you be going like the clappers, sir, in a frenzy of sweat and hair, sir? Oh, suit, suit you, sir. Oh. You have got thirty seconds to clear off before I call the police. Oh, sir, you're like a rutting stag, aren't you?
1: <laughs> Shoot you, sir. Meanwhile, the brilliant kid, played wonderfully by Paul Whitehouse, just wanders around expressing how brilliant something is. And of course, in this case, it's Christmas. It's Christmas, brilliant. All that food. You know, all them eggs and that.
0: <laughs> Only joking. That's Easter. When he died. Isle of Man. Christmas, you know, when he was born in a stable. Brilliant, you know, cows and that. Fantastic. Away in a manger. I don't really know what a manger is, but, you know, manger's brilliant. And <laughs> shepherds and that, they were there and all. Fantastic. Shepherds are great, aren't they? I've seen them on the tally. You know, the way they call their dogs. <whistles> hip, hip, hip! Hip! And angels, they're fantastic and all, aren't they? The way they come down from on high all because of Jesus. And Jesus was brilliant, wasn't he? You know, all them tricks he done, like turning water into wine. Posh people would have loved him, wouldn't they? But the most brilliant thing about him is, or was, and ever will be, is that he was the Son of God. Imagine that! Fantastic!
1: And on the opposite viewpoint is Rubbish Dad, with John Thompson loudly decrying the holiday.
0: Turkey, eh? Turkey! What a load of rubbish. Turkey? Well, if it's so bleeding good, how can we only have it once a year? Now, chips. Chips? They're good. Well, they mustn't be good, because we have them every day. Chips are alright, but Christmas Turkey? Christmas Turkey? What's all the fuss about? What is all the fuss about? Turkey? It's just a the chicken, that's all it is!
1: One of my favourite small sketches is a guy advertising a product called Cheesy Peas. Which is exactly what it sounds like, and there's a festive one, of course
0: <laughs> Ooh. ho ho. ho. ho, 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 ho. Ho ho, it's me! I've just dropped in to tell you about new Yuletide Cheesy Peas. Yes, our chefs up north here have been thinking right hard about a special new Cheesy Peas recipe to celebrate the birth of Christ, and they've come up with this. That's right, Yuletide Cheesy Peas. The same combination of cheese and peas, but with added Xmas brandy butter. Oof, look at that!
1: Another great sketch in this special is the Spanish TV channel Number Nine. and in the Christmas special they do their own nativity as a rock disco opera.
0: Aurora Monster God, Ne Bethlehem, rock disco opera.
1: In it the shepherds see the Archangel Gabriel who performs a wonderfully terrible song. do Jan,
0: Lord, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus,
1: And another song called Holy Sprug brings it all home. Which is Chris the Crafty Cockney, who loves to steal stuff, including, seemingly, the Christmas presents of a little girl on Christmas Eve. You've come down here with a sneaky look at your presents, haven't you, eh? Them lovely presents at your
0: moment... ...that Father Christmas has brought you. I nearly spoke as you at Christmas for a year, didn't I? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, my darling, you have a good long look at them presents, because they won't be here in the morning. <laughs> and because I'm going to nick them. I I'll nick anything, I oh, will. Yeah, I'm a little bit... woo, uh, A little bit wee. A little bit... <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm dodgy. I'm a geezer. All right? And you just stand there, right? And you be nice and quiet. And your Uncle Chris... Your Uncle Dave... Clean this place out. All right, darling? Happy Christmas. Oh, I can't do it. It's Christmas, ain't it? Happy Christmas, darling. Yeah look, look how there is snowing. Come on, look! Happy Christmas everyone. Wherever you are.
1: (laughs) And on that surprisingly sweet ending, we finish the Fast Show Christmas special. It's a great sketch stuff special that I watch pretty much every Christmas if I can, and it always makes me want to watch more of the show. The cast are brilliant, and everyone brings something different to the table. The sketches are pretty legendary to British people of a certain age, with many catchphrases coming out here and there in my own everyday chat with friends or family, or at least those wise enough to be in the know. It's worth a watch on its own though, even if you haven't seen the rest of the series. So it's one month down and many months to go. We'll make it through day by day, week by week, podcast by podcast, or like me just listening to Christmas music and watching Christmas stuff whenever I feel like it, to feel a little better. Do give me a follow at Britsmus on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook and leave a comment. Do you like Baby It's Cold Outside and is there a better version than the ones I've mentioned? Have you seen the Fasho before and do you think it's brilliant like me? Get in touch and I'll be back in February. Happy
0: blooming Christmas to you and all.